Hi, this is Mike Young, your estate planning and elder law attorney in Walnut Creek, California. And I'm going to talk to you about the financial durable power of attorney and also what I call the powerful power of attorney, which is what I prepare for my clients when we are doing Medi-Cal planning and asset protection planning. So hit the subscribe button below and the bell so that you'll get notice of future videos that I prepare. Also in the box, in the comment box, tell me whether the powers in your financial durable powers of attorney are effective immediately or only effective based upon your incapacity as shown by letters from medical doctors, for instance. So when I prepare an estate plan, for instance, I'll talk about my fictitious couple, who I talk about, Bob and Mary Smith. Bob and Mary Smith have been married for a long time, and I'm preparing their estate plan, which is comprised, comprised usually of their revocable living trust, and I transfer their home into their revocable living trust, and then I advise them how to transfer their financial assets into their trust, and I always prepare financial durable powers of attorney. So we start off with the general powers um, in a financial durable power of attorney. So Bob appoints Mary, Mary appoints Bob as each other's attorney in fact, to handle certain things in a general nature uh, for each other. For instance, here's some of the categories. Uh, power to access, access digital assets, uh, power to make decisions regarding securities. So let's say Bob can't make decisions anymore and she needs to talk to her financial planner. Mary has authority to tell the financial planner, yes, you can sell this stock uh, or you can buy another stock, for instance. Power to deal with financial institutions, uh, power to deal with taxes. So those are general powers. So do we want these powers to become effective now when Bob and Mary sign the financial powers of attorney? Or do we want the powers to become effective in the future when they lose mental capacity, for instance? So in most cases, Bob appoints Mary as Bob's attorney, in fact, and we want that power of attorney to become effective right when Bob signs the documents. Uh, so the powers are effective immediately. So it would seem silly in this case, uh, if Bob needs help for decision-making or for certain things uh, to be taken care of, for Mary to have to prove that Bob has lost mental capacity um, based upon letters from medical doctors. So in this case with Bob and Mary Smith, most of the time I'll make the powers effective immediately. <clears throat> Excuse me. If we have a situation, for instance, if it's just Mary, let's say Bob is gone, and Mary has to decide who's going to help her, we have to be very careful who we're dealing with because uh, your attorney, in fact, could theoretically wipe Mary out. So she is appointing a son of dubious character. Well, she wouldn't want to appoint him in any event. But if she is worried about 
the attorney, in fact, son, whoever it is, going to the bank and wiping her out, which theoretically could happen. We don't want to appoint. Uh, we don't want to appoint that person. So the power of attorney is only effective during the lifetime of the person. So for Bob and Mary, Mary can act for Bob only while Bob is alive. If Bob passes away, the, the power of attorney is no longer effective. So I get calls all the time from people who will say, uh, Mr. Young, my dad died last week. My mother is already dead and I need to handle my dad's affairs. And I have his power of attorney. I'm named as my dad's attorney, in fact, and I need to go to the bank and I need to take care of everything. And I have to explain that the power of attorney is no longer effective. It became ineffective when your dad passed away. So it's called durable because it survives uh, the incapacity uh, of the person who made the power of attorney. So if the dad is gone, the power of attorney is no longer effective and we have to deal things, uh, deal with things uh, from another perspective. So, you know, we handle certain things in a general power of attorney, dealing with pets, uh, taxes, the banking. Uh, with regard to banking and your financial power of attorney, banks have become somewhat squirrely about accepting financial durable powers of attorney. So generally speaking, it's easier to deal with assets with a bank when the assets are in the revocable living trust because we can uh, just state who the new trustee is uh, under the trust and the bank is going to uh, honor uh, whoever the trustee is named under the trust. So financial durable powers of attorney should also be uh, fairly fresh. That is uh, not more than five years old. Uh, you don't want to give banks and title insurance companies uh, reasons not to accept your financial durable power of attorney. What I call the what I call the uh, powerful durable power of attorney is what I use, as I mentioned, when we're doing medical planning and asset protection planning. And we want to have powers in certain circumstances to be able to amend the trust if we need to, powers to make transfers of assets between spouses, and that's medical language for gifting between spouses, and possibly for gifting to children to create the scenario where either Bob or Mary can become qualified for Medi-Cal. So it gets somewhat complicated, but we integrate the language in the powerful power of attorney between the trust and the financial durable powers of attorney, which allow the attorney, in fact, under the financial durable power of attorney to step into the settler's shoes under the trust to make transfers of assets and gifts. And we do all of these things 
in order to comply with Medi-Cal qualification uh, requirements. So Medi-Cal allows us to do gifting, we have to follow the regulations, we can do transfers between spouses. So now on a regular, general, financial, durable power of attorney, you will not find these powers. These are very specialized powers and we have to be careful. I have to be careful as the attorney, who I am dealing with, who the parties are, um, who is this family, etc., cetera, uh, to protect uh, uh, the, the rights and the property of, of Bob and Mary Smith. So you will not find these powers in the statutory California form. You will not find these powers in a normal financial durable power of attorney. So that's why I call it the powerful power of attorney. So in your estate plan, check to be sure you have a financial durable power of attorney. When my clients come to see me, I ask them to bring with them their existing estate plan, and all of the documents that they have. And sometimes they don't have a financial durable power of attorney. And I can never figure out why they would not. Uh, sometimes it's a do-it-yourself uh, estate plan, uh, downloadable documents, and uh, the couple or the individual does not understand how necessary the financial durable power of attorney is as part of your estate planning documents. So in the comment box below, again, state whether you know if the powers in your financial durable power of attorney are effective immediately or are they springing? And this, this will give you an opportunity to take a look at your documents. Also hit the subscribe button below the bell and I thank you for watching. This is Mike Young, estate planning and elder law attorney in Walnut Creek, California. Oh, by the way, my website is walnutcreekelderlaw.com, walnutcreekelderlaw.com. And you can check that out and look at more information uh, about these subjects. And also, I am putting on Zoom workshops on issues of estate planning, advanced estate planning, uh, Medi-Cal qualification, and asset protection. And I'm putting these on on the second and fourth Thursdays of every month at uh, 10 a.m. So if you go online to walnutcreekelderlaw.com, you'll see the sign-up page for my Zoom workshops. And I like to make my Zoom workshops um, interactive so that people ask questions. And uh, we have nice conversations and it's a lot of fun. So thank you very much for watching.